so that's kind of where we're going to go with this. So I'm going to give everybody their star moment. Sure, on my left, let's go start off. you got a great story. And she's got a wonderful book, ABCs of CBDs. Oh, cool. Yeah, thank you. So it's really an honor to be here because I'm fans. I'm fangirling all over this event. And even though I, I do a lot of speaking, to come and connect with people who are the pioneers and who are the educators and who are the light workers is really, really exciting for me. Um, my background is that I actually have a 30 years experience. <laughs> Uh, as clergy and as a metaphysical healer and as a spiritual soccer mom that ended up on Bravo TV and have done all kinds of crazy things, which basically just means I have a throat chakra with no off switch. And it has served well because I've also transitioned into mainstream. I have a foot in both worlds. And my experience with PTSD is that I also am a spiritual care minister and I've worked in mental health hospitals, prominent ones. So I navigate the difference between and the balance between ancient wisdom and modern science. And I used PTSD as the experience that afflicted me and my children, especially my daughter, who carries a more significant diagnosis of it, who is a minor in New York with a medical card. She and I both speak at events as activists and advocates for what plant medicine needs to be, should be, and how we can make it so. Um, I also started a company, Shira Synergy, which is all about, again, merging those worlds of ancient wisdom and modern science. Jason, you're up. I'm Jason Cantor. Uh, I've been in this for roughly, in the, in the cannabis side of it, uh, eight years as a cultivator. Uh, after serving in Bush War I, uh, I spent a good 20 years uh, living, I guess, with PTSD and navigating life uh, without you. knowing that uh, this was such a huge uh, thing in my life. And uh, in 19, or excuse me, uh, 2011, I was diagnosed with severe PTSD from the VA, and they put me on a pretty heavy cocktail of pharmaceuticals. Mm -hmm. uh, so it helped through the course of the PTSD uh, cognitive therapy. Uh, but after about a year and a half, I realized I was like, wait a second, I, I lost the feeling to experience life. I lost all feeling, all touch with reality. Uh, so I pretty much checked out of the real world, uh, left my media job, moved on to 40 acres, 45 acres in southern Humboldt, mm -hmm. um, went back to yes. the roots, um, off-grid, uh, and started from there. Um, put in spring box, you know, did the whole nine yards from, from the ground, uh, and then started planting cannabis and started trying to figure out a way to get off of these cocktail. Um, and it took about two years of formulations of CBD and THC uh, formulations to actually get off of Prozac was the main one. Mm -hmm. um, and once I was able to break free of that, uh, I realized the power of this organic plant and the therapy and the therapeutic aspects of it. Uh, and so over the last eight years, that journey uh, in developing different uh, formulations with the plant uh, has led me to five different uh, strains and a lot of different medications. Yeah. Dr. B. Thomas. Hey, I'm Dr. B. I'm a former federal cop and college professor. Well, thanks. <laughs> Turned cannabis queen. And yes. I've been in this industry for over three years now. I've launched several successful dispensaries, taking one from zero to 2.6 million in six 
months and from 2.6 million to over 6 million in one year's time frame. Me too. <laughs> I've had grows, I've had deliveries, I've been all over this industry and now I'm, I've been in the CBD space. I launched my own CBD company. Six months after launch, I had invitations for buyouts. I secured a deal with 88,000 gas stations and I'm excited to be here. Thanks, Pete. Yes. Wow. Life, you have the better voice than I. Yes, congratulations, Pete. So nice job. Okay, so uh, good morning again. There we go. Uh, good morning. My name is uh, Life Darrell Griffiths. I'm the Executive Director of Veterans Health Solutions First to Care. I'm a 19-year Army combat veteran. Um, as a combat medic, worked as a military policeman and worked in JAG, which is a legal division. What we do at Veterans Health Solutions now is we go out and we teach veterans in the front lines, on the front lines, about how important this plant is to our survival, and more importantly, teach veterans, all veterans, male and female, how to get into the business of hemp, which means helping educate misinformed people. Yes. <laughs> yes. Very nice. Very nice. Legally, of course, if you take that, you're going to have to talk to my lawyer, who just walked in the door. <laughs> right on time. Welcome. Um, and so what, the other thing is that I was also in the music business for a long time. Um, we just started another company called Hemp, High End Music Partners, mm. and where we interface uh, musicians, live musicians, with hemp. Um, and also, if you read the book of Exodus, this medicine is in that book. Mm -hmm. yes, Those who know Moses, we know that the burning bush is what allowed him to see God. And that's what we're trying to do now. So thank you for having me, and I look forward to your questions. Thanks. I want to kick this off. Uh, as, as I said to you, I, I do a lot of my as doctor's cannabis consulting. We, my, my niche is workers' compensation. Been at for 25 years. I was an Olympic team doctor. I want to kick off one thing here that's a misconception of all. Panel, organic or psychological? Organic. Yeah, there we go. Tell me about it. Start off with you, Life. Tell me the organic issue about it. Well, first of all, uh, let's understand that again. I'm more of a deep thinker when it comes to this plant. Now, if you look in the first book of Genesis, God tells you that this plant is your meat. And so when we deal with organic things as it relates to this business, you have marijuana, cannabis, and hemp. Three different situations, but one main idea, and that's the idea of healing. Um, and our ancestors, um, my family's from Belize. My grandfather was a Maya Indian, and they used the herb to talk to the ancestors, um, to touch base with them and give us some type of idea of what's going on. So everything with me is organic. Everything, even this conversation is going to be an organic mm -hmm. one. And I hope that you're ready to go deep into the rabbit hole for those who like to take the green pill. Mm. Just call me Morpheus for now. <laughs> Dr. B, would you go through the, would you go through the, um, the biology, uh, biology isn't the right word, uh, the system on how it gets into the, the amygdala and how it goes and how it, the PTSD moves in that direction. Can you go through the science of that, please? Well, my doctorate degree is in business, so I'm not a medical doctor. I can tell you I worked at the VA for over 12 years. Did you really? Yes. Cool. I worked at the VA for over 12 years, and I'm also an Air Force veteran. Your body has cannabinoid, um, uh, cannabinoids in your brain, in your, in your whole body, that are prepared to receive the cannabis. My own experience with taking cannabis, I didn't start until I was 36 years old. I don't know what I was waiting on. Uh, but for me, it helped heal my, I had osteochondroma, and I would, those are bone spurs. I had issues sleeping at night, and I would have to reposition myself. 
Once I started medicating regularly, I saw the inflammation go down. It's been a very healing herb for me, and that has caused me to become an advocate for it. So what I do now is I teach people on how to launch their own successful CBD products based upon the experience that I've had with taking quality CBD products and also helping CBD brands. Jason. Question? Yeah. Take the same one. Describe what you know about it from an organic standpoint. Uh, from an organic standpoint, uh, anything that comes out of the ground that Mother Nature has her hands, on, her hands in uh, is always going to be better. Um, you have the ability to actually work with versus a uh, synthetic, which pharmaceutical companies put together and say, here's a one pill that kind of fits all. And nothing in life is a one pill fits all. Nothing is a cure. There is no like set cure with uh, pharmaceuticals. Uh, so what I found in the cultivation of it, not only is the cultivation a healing aspect of it, but uh, it gives you a spectrum of different um, cannabinoids and terpenes to work with in order to start making formulations that address certain issues uh, within your symptoms. Sure. You're on. My father, who passed a couple of years ago, was an early neuroscientist. So I grew up as a child when he was at Penn. He created a program called the Biological Basis of Behavior, which became the early foundation for neuroscience. So being raised by a father like that, who was also a very religious man, was interesting because it taught me an understanding of what the various brain parts and the neurons and how things fire and what the synapses do. So I do appreciate the physiology and the pharmacological approach that most of us have been raised with. That being said, I pretty much go completely against it most of the time. And I think that, um, yes, there's a physiological response to PTSD. Yes, there can be biological precursors, a pre-genetic disposition. We have to still approach the way the brain works, mm -hmm. the way our human experience is reflected in brain chemistry, which came first. My real understanding and work with PTSD and CBD comes from the organic side and the shamanistic side, mm -hmm. because being clergy, when you talk about it, yeah, I actually chant in Aramaic and Hebrew, the original languages of the mm -hmm. ancient fathers of children yeah. of Abraham, and I go deep into the roots of this plant, yeah. and then I connect it back into the science, mm. because when you're a mom sitting in a doctor's office or for yourself, and your 16-year-old is telling the psychiatrist, no, I don't want Abilify and lithium and Lamictal, and I've had side effects, and this is ruining my life. It's not making me feel empowered. It's taking away my power and how I feel about my own body, and I can't think, and I can't be. And she says, and I'm going to smoke pot when I have a, a panic attack and a social anxiety attack. And that same young girl says that, and then I get CPS called on me because I'm allowing my child to self-advocate. Uh, now she has a card, and now all those CPS workers in Westchester County, New York, are like, hi, Shira, sorry we're here again for the sixth time. And we learn to transmute the best of the information, what we know worked to a point, what we know of the system that we were all raised in, and what we know better and how to correct it. That's what I do. Let me uh, tell you how I sold it to Workers' Comp. I'm, we are three blocks from Hell on Earth, Disneyland. And then there is one, one ride in that, in that. Children everywhere are crying that right now. Den of iniquity. And that is called the dreaded, it's a small world. 
And let's all sing it, shall we? <laughs> it's a small world after all. It's a small world after all. It's a small world after all. It's a small, small world. Now, you can thank me later because this is going to ring around in your head for the next six or seven hours. And you'll slowly go insane. That is much like, this is how I sold it. The minute something very traumatic. Now, about 40% of people that have PTSD uh, from injury-based, what I treat, from non-combat, non have been abused as children, either psychologically, physically, in some way, shape, or form. The brain records everything, whether you like it or not. 92% of your actions during the day are, rem are just moot. You do everything on automatic, and then you get that other little bit. When something traumatic happens, the brain records it, and it goes right to the amygdala. And then that's your fight or flight response. That's the bear. And why do we have that? Because you're supposed to learn that the bear is there and not go there again. Now, this is what's fascinating, and I'm about to do this with, I'm about to show this, and you can do this as part of it and be popular like, her, like I get to pick up. Anyway, so what that said is, your body's one big loopback system. Body tells everything else how it's to be done, and I'm about to demonstrate this, and then I want the panel to comment. Mm -hmm. What happens is, goes to the amygdala, and it's supposed to go down the corpus callosum, this white neural pathway communication system, and then it's supposed to go to a, the hypothalamus, and then it takes those processes and it files it in everything, in your sight, hearing, everything, smells. So again, what's our one thing on earth that we are to do? Survive. So, and I won't go, into, I won't go down the, the rabbit hole of epigenetics, but you actually pass this down to your generations and your children. Mm. Interestingly enough, we found in brain scans that that actually, that little switch in the corpus callosum actually fractures. Mm. Much like a, your standard um, electrical circuit. We know one thing that CBD does. And this is how I got it approved for workers' comp. Is that CBDs actually heal that neural communication issue? Now I'm going to show you how this works. Life, you're your, your strong guy. Am you don't I? mind, do you, man? No, I do not. Okay, watch this. Everybody, watch this. This is fun. You can get to do this at parties. Hold your thumb and finger real close together, real tight. Would you? Would you? Would you agree that I'm giving you some? Give me some. Yeah, I'm giving some. For a beatable man, I'm not bad, huh? Yeah, yeah. Okay, watch this. Hold real tight. Hold real tight. Come on. Come on. Okay. Yeah. Boom. Watch this. Dun, dun, dun. I turned it back on. What happened? The injury goes up through the neural, I'm going to use you if you don't okay. mind, neural receptors. <laughs> what? Yeah, what? <laughs> I don't want to be part of the Me Too movement. That's right. Yeah, that's another one. Comes up, crosses a bunch of neuroreceptors, and gets to here, and the brain comes back in a matter of seconds says, hey, it's okay, or it's not as bad as it is. Mm -hmm. And it keeps everything strong. But if it doesn't, that neural communication issue is interrupted in any way, shape, or form. Pain still happens. The brain doesn't know to shut it off. It doesn't know to shut off memories. It doesn't know to shut off everything else. It can't file it. It can't resolve it. So they can't sleep, and they can't do anything. It just cascades. And it sits there forever, like singing that stupid song 24-7. 
It was my daughter's favorite ride. This is why I'm a little. So, with that said, that is the science about it. Now, talk to me about your feelings on the same thing I did. Tell me about your children and how long it took to, for that to heal. So interestingly, um, remember what I referenced about physiology yes. and the biochemistry? That is the human expression. That is the way we are wired and the response that is most obvious in our physical form. When I do this work and the approach to understanding why I started with aromatherapy with CBD is because we are mind, body, and spirit. So it's a yes and conversation. What you just said is this level, but there's this level and this level. And they all are interconnected. And the wiring that we receive is not just from what happens in this incarnation. It's actually a combination of cellular memory that's from before and that which will come afterwards. And it gets a little metaphysical AF, so we'll leave the rest of that for another conversation. But my point in saying that is this. Your own responses to whatever cannabinoid treatments you use or any treatments that you use are going to be individualized, not just on your biochemistry and your physiology, but also on your spiritual, emotional, and ethereal bodies. And so everybody is going to have a different healing time, a different way of dosing, because if you look at how we've approached medicine in general, two people with the same diagnosis or state of dis-ease or illness have the same exact label or definition, right? Same medicine. One gets better, one doesn't. One has a reaction, one does not. One lives, one dies. Uh, so there are factors that are a little more complex than just the physiological response. Understand that what you've been carrying and the information and the response to it is bigger, wider, deeper than what we can possibly imagine. So for my children, it took for my daughter, because again, she was on Western meds and some hardcore ones, both my kids, hospitalizations, treatments, all that, about two years fully. Because we had to work with respect and even though they didn't agree with me and thought I was a little bit whack, uh, you can't just pull off your meds, and none of us up here would ever recommend. Whatever resonates with you, whatever wellness approaches you choose to take, please be respectful of the support that you have coming in, even if it isn't support you wish to stay with. They're doing the best they can in the approaches of suggesting treatment. And one should never just shut out the rest of that information because it's relevant to you and your experience. So for my daughter, it was about two years. My son, um, I pulled him out of residential treatment early because when they told my son as part of the New York State state-approved drug treatment programs that all cannabinoids are equally bad, that <laughs> CBD is as bad as THC, because they're talking to a room full of future or current addicts, right? My son got up and basically recited out of my book and recited out of the research and said, you're entirely wrong. Here's how the brain works. Here's the difference in cannabinoid structure. I mean, he was 14 at the time. And they were like, and then they drug tested him, and it showed up. Of course. So for him, it was a year and a half, but we had to change the venue and change the approach. So everybody is going to have a very personalized, unique experience and what will work, how long it will take, what you try. Just have an open heart and have good resources, good information, and a good support system, and you will accomplish this. I want to move to the two cultivators. And anyone else wants to jump in this? Have you seen anything special in the terpene levels that help the most to, to act as Prozac, the natural form, or anything else that you see that speeds up the recovery process? And I, and I throw this to both of them. I, I throw this to the panel. Whoever wants to go first, please. Well, I wanted to comment a little bit on the, um, the last thing we were talking about. Um, I had the opportunity to work and help over 10 
tens of thousands of patients. And there are three reasons why patients go into dispensaries, three. Pain, anxiety, and insomnia. Um, those three are probably all connected. Um, what I would do when I would first meet patients is ask them, what are you medicating for? And then start from there. Because not, I mean, it depends on why you're taking the medicine in the first place. Then you know how to lead people in the right direction. Not everyone can take THC. Some people are very sensitive to THC, and so CBD may be a better option. Okay. There's also other cannabinoids like we were talking about. CBN, that's really good for sleep. CBG, the al alphabet. But as it relates to terpenes, indeed, different terpenes have different results. For example, beta-caryophylline is a terpene that's used oftentimes in CBD formulations now. That's becoming a trend. Beta-caryophylline can help people that have seizures, which is very, very, very effective. One of the companies that I launched we gave back to children with epilepsy. So regarding terpenes, that is a trend. Different terpenes do different things, and you will experience different results. Yeah, I, what I've uh, come to find is within the medicine, so we've, we've, actually let me back up for a second. Everyone in the room, just by a show of hands, how many people suffer from PTSD? And of these people that have their hands up, how many are medicating or treating with CBD or some kind of cannabis or uh, herbal supplements? Okay. So when you take your medicine, do you actually know the roots of it, where it comes from? Okay. So for, for the purposes of understanding medicine and what you're actually putting in your body, uh, it's, I think it's paramount that people really do their homework and really look back at the source of the medicine that they're taking. Mm -hmm. Um, because every cultivator grows differently, every region, just like, just like wine. You know, wine over in Sonoma is going to be slightly different than wine over in Napa. You know, every region, every slope is going to produce something a little bit different. Uh, and so knowing the source of your medicine and what's exactly in it is going to help you tremendously as far as being able to uh, get to the root and actually really help you accelerate your healing process. Why? Um, I'm not a cultivator. I'm an educator and advocate, you know, advocate of this medicine. Um, as I said, I'm more esoteric with it because it's personal. My son was diagnosed with uh, leukemia three years ago when I was at the VA as a legal analyst. Mm -hmm. uh, when I got into the hemp business or marijuana business, this was in 2004 when I had just left the military. Um, I got injured in Afghanistan. I have two broken legs with metal in it. So I look to the Bible as the guidance. So in the first book, it tells you there's two trees, the tree of life and the tree of knowledge. Now, most are eating the tree of knowledge. That knowledge is not always useful. But if you eat the tree of life, you can have some life to live. Um, and so for me, when it comes to um, this plant, this herb, this universal substance, we have to get back to nature now. We can no longer deal with the Western man's idea of what he think is good for us. Um, this is a very important situation. As we all know, and I'm probably going to get a little deep right now, there's two forms of government here that you have to understand. There's the United States and there's the United States of America, right? The United States of America 
tells you one, two, and three. United States is a private situation. And so this is why they've used prohibition. This is why they continue to lie to us. We have to now be the resistance. We now have to come together what we're doing in this room, but not in the room, in the streets. Everywhere you go, you have to tell people about this plant, but use it as a vehicle of a message um, to the masses. This is why I have a lot of my friends and associates involved in it now, because we can no longer just deal with what they tell us. We have to do the research, and that's why I advocate education, and that's why I'm doing what I'm doing with veterans on the front lines. To so. give you an idea, for everybody that we transition off of opioids for an employee that's been injured on the work, we save a half a million dollars. That number translates into Medicare, Medi-Cal, self-insureds, single payers, I don't care what country it in, because the floating opioids just tear the body up and eat it alive. We got about five minutes left as, as I see this oh, man wow. beaten. Yeah. Wow. I'd like to open it up for questions if anybody would like to come on. I know, I know. <laughs> we just got started. We we're just got comfortable. Like yeah, no, wait, we're, we're going to 12? We're going to 12? Take initiative and ask us all. Give the people what they can. We're 12. Yes, ma'am. Take the mic and. Can I say something really quick on the uh, cultivation piece? Yeah. Okay, so yeah, how do you know you're getting quality products? Okay, so uh, these days, the trend is um, companies are putting the batch number, like this, the information on their actual product. So you can go to the website often and look at that particular batch. You should be able to get a COA, a certificate of authenticity from that farm. Okay, uh, that's very important. I'm in the manufacturing industry, the side of that. So it's very important to have that transparency, even if you have to go to the farm, you know, just to see where it's all coming from, especially I'm talking to people who are interested in launching their own CBD brand. You wanna make sure you know where that oil is coming from because it's gonna have your name on it. Yeah. And just one more thing to add to that, as a cultivator and having an organic farm, it is paramount for anyone that is going to launch a brand to go and visit that farm. Mm -hmm. Go and see what they're putting in it. Go put your hands in the soil, smell it. Yes. Actually, you'll know right away yeah. because if they're willing to allow you to walk and, and show you everything, that's someone you want to work with. That's right. Another thing I'm going to add to what they've been saying, you have to know the law. Yeah. You yes. have to read the law. <laughs> Uh, the law is changing every second. Right yeah. now, as we speak in this room, they're changing it again on you. Yeah. Um, with the social equity programs, which is nonsense, <laughs> and everything else. Um, <laughs> it's important that you know it, right? And so once you begin to understand how the law works within this industry, now you can do more. But if you take on face value what they tell you, you're not going to get that far. So I make it a mandate that those that I speak to and I educate I give them different referencing points from the federal law to the state law and the law that they don't even know nothing about yet uh, because it's important to, do, to know that when you yeah. apply uh, this situation. And because of the prohibition issues that surmounted in the 30s, and of course most of you may know that history, mm -hmm. we have to go back to understand what happened back then so we know where we're going today and moving forward. I love that. 
If I can add, remember that in this society, we have never ever before been in the history of the planet a society that has been more over-medicated and underserved. And whether Definitely. you yourself are the one who carries the diagnosis of PTSD or that label or lens, whatever that diagnosis code is, you are already, by sitting in this room, a part of the evolution on the way to the revolution because you are mm. an inadvertent activist and we all invite you to become intentional activists. That Definitely. is how we will change Western medicine, the yep. philosophy and the practice, and then have patient access access for all. Yes, yes ma'am. Yeah. And I'd like to add to that, and it's perfectly said, the only one that should be really in charge of your medical process is you. Definitely. You're responsible. And I'm a doc, and I have several clinics, and you'd be amazed how many people don't look it up, don't know what they have. Um, <laughs> so you are responsible for you. They don't know everything. A lot of doctors are doctor by Google. <laughs> Um, and if, if you don't believe me, trust me on this. Um, when they go outside and say, I'll be back in a minute, it's Google. It's Google time. So I know that you had a question. Yes, questions. Ooh, questions. Yeah. <laughs> Engineer. Yeah. Nice. Hello. Um, uh, I wanted to ask you a question. You said that um, you guys have taken a lot of people off of um, like opioids yes. and a lot of things and have saved a lot of money. So I wanted to know like what's the response from the government because now if hmm. you have done that, like you can't, the government can't really make any money off of it now, right? So I'm wondering like what the response have been. I know you're saving money for them for Medicare and all of that, but then again, on the flip side, they can't make any money off of it now. So. There's also a functional issue here. I consult a Berkshire Hathaway. Right now, Berkshire Hathaway has 40,000 open jobs on the eastern seaboard. Mm -hmm. Can't fill them. People can't fill, uh, um, pass a drug test. Uh, Amazon is constantly hiring. We do, we have lost, um, we have de-evolved in a sense mm -hmm. with the drugs that we're on. Yes, I will say it this way. Yes, the medical system is a feeder system to the pharmaceutical industry. Okay, that's all it is. Yeah. There's more money made on that than anything else. And yes, it's a profit-based structure. Yes, we're in a free-based society. Yeah, I know. But I am also work for an insurance company. We're not God, but we have kind of a chair on the table. <laughs> uh, um, so no one has bugged us about that because we're making these people more functional. Remember, the flip side of this is I'm getting people off of opioids and I'm giving their functionality and their lives back. Yeah. I mean, we're not just heartlessly taking them off drugs for it. The wonderful thing about CBDs that we have found in, in transitioning off is they just naturally transition off. We treat it with the, they just walk off of it, literally, within about 180 days, we have an 89% success rate. Mm -hmm. So they just walk off. It, they, because of the way the cannabinoids work and the way they work in the nose-ear receptors, they just, it blocks it, kicks it. it. As long as there's one rule in life here that you all should know, the brain has to be happy. That's its main sole purpose in life other than motating you around away from the bear. It has to be happy. It will find something to make it happy. If it's in pain, it ain't happy. It will find whatever it takes. And it's not that difficult to transition off with CBDs because it makes the brain happy. Mm -hmm. And when the brain's happy, you can do anything you want. Yeah. And that happiness takes on a lot of different, not just drugs, running, exercise, everything is, is 
some sort of way of making the brain happy. So does that answer your question? Yes, sir. Uh, Go ahead. How many of you in the room have ever been breastfed before when you was younger? Just raise your hands one of these. So you know that in the breast milk was the cannabidiol, right? And when you got older and started drinking and doing what you do with acid, you started to deplete the body from that natural yeah. supplement, that yeah. natural substance. Mm -hmm. And so that's why this herb, this plant, is so important to get back into our bodies. And that's why you must, this is a mandate, I'm giving you a military order now, <laughs> you must get the education and you have a responsibility to teach your family, your community, and everyone else about this so that we can now live longer and have a better quality of life as it relates to what our ancestors wanted us to be. Not just transhumanoid robots, but actual connected people via the plant, via this plant. That's how we're gonna get connected. Yes, we do. heard this morning is, uh, you know, pharmaceutical versus organic. My, my question to you panelists is, how do you feel, or speaking of the 30s prohibition, Dr. Pep, get your pep, now that Coca-Cola <laughs> yeah. is uh, interested. Yeah. So I'd like, to, I'd like your thoughts on, you know, with the mm -hmm. impact in uh, unemployment or employment. Mm -hmm. uh, well, I didn't, I passed or I failed because I had a Coke. Mm. Isn't that tying us back? We have to no, and I sit on mm. the Department of Transportation, um, NTSB, mm -hmm. drug testing. I'm I'm on that board. Yeah. Uh, cannabinoids do not register on our drug testing exactly. at all. Exactly. Only the THC. Uh, pardon me. Only the only THC. The only the THC does. And the and the employer sets the barometer of where the sensitivity of the test mm -hmm. is. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. Okay. So now we have a certain sensitivity. When we, my expertise is trucking and TSB, a National Transportation Safety Board. So that's how that works. So we said that. But as far as this is concerned, the thing I like about the Coke aspect of this, which I find ironic because that's kind of how they started. Hence the name. Hence the name. But I, the, yep. the wonderful, the thing about this is, it took me two years to get these these processes in, and, and if you all the other. All the other panelists here pretty much parroted the same thing. The nice thing I think about the Coke thing is, is it's bringing it out, it's legitimizing it. It's, it's now every day, and I think we can all agree that carbonated Coke products and or anything else like that just tears up our system. It's not really good. So think of it as like drinking a Diet Coke and eating a cookie too. So. Any, any comments on that? I have something very important to say as it relates to uh, drug testing. Okay, I told you I used to be a federal cop. So, <laughs> CBD products. Okay, so typically CBD products, sometimes they have the THC in there. They're allowed to have up to 0.3 according to the U.S. Hemp Farm Bill. Okay, so that might not be listed on their labeling. If you continue to take that CBD product that has 0.3 THC, it will build up in your blood system. You will fail a drug test if they are looking for THC. So be mindful of the CBD products that you're taking. Look for CBD products that are zero THC if that is a concern for you and make sure that you get a COA. Speaking on the government and, and getting money, the, mo the government is still getting paid definitely in this industry from taxes. Regarding hemp um, and breast milk, absolutely. Hemp was one of the first plants that we cultivated. That's probably the reason why we're all here, 
So. Very well said. Uh, so when, when talking to other veterans with PTSD and educating on them on the, the usefulness of CBD and cannabinoids, uh, how common is uh, resistance because of stigma? And what's, what kind of common resistance are there, and how do you over, overcome that resistance? Okay. Um, like my, my friend next to me, I worked at the VA as a legal analyst and minority veteran program coordinator where I went out and spoke to veterans' families about their benefits and their possible entitlements. First, veterans are very leery about anyone who doesn't understand our plight, yeah. right? You can come up and be an expert all day, but if you're not veteran related, we're gonna kinda look at you kinda strange. Mm -hmm. That's number one. Number two, there's a ton of and plethora of information that the VA did not tell our veterans. Mm -hmm. When you look at the federal definition of veteran, it says you must serve at least three years in an active duty component, but the actual system keeps us separate where they say, I'm a minority veteran and you are a veteran, right? So the legalese and the jargon and the communication have to be very clear. Mm -hmm. The other part of PTSD, which I was diagnosed with as a combat medic because I've seen a lot and did a lot, we, we have a certain way that we conversate to one another. Mm -hmm. Us three or who are veterans and maybe others in the audience, there's a certain way that we relate to one another. Mm -hmm. And it's not through conversation sometimes. It's how we move. It's how we do things. Mm -hmm. So I would say that as it relates to PTSD, it's a very sensitive situation. It was mentioned that some of us had PTSD before the military, right? And the military yes. just enhanced it, mm -hmm. right? Yes. Through trauma, through neglect, through whatever, MST, military sexual trauma for male and female. So it is a very slippery slope when you talk to veterans. This is why with Veterans Health Solutions versus Care, when I go out in the trenches and I talk to veterans, I don't tell them I'm a veteran yet. I let them see me in uniform so they know that they're dealing with someone who's on equal playing field with them. Um, and that gives them a closure that, okay, this person understands me. And you have to listen to the veteran. You have to really listen. 20 minutes that the VA gives us to talk to veterans is not enough time. I live with veterans right now. I'm around veterans every day. Uh, and so it's important, it's encompassing upon us we, you, us, together, we have to come together now. So I'm asking all of you today on film, Veterans Health Solutions First Care is willing to go anywhere to teach this knowledge truthfully with transparency so that veterans and those family members, because even though the family member is not a veteran, they are serving the veteran and they're going through hell with our veterans. Right. It took me three years to get back in tune with my family. That's how long it took. And Unfortunately for me, a lot of people don't understand this thing called PTSD. Back in the day in Vietnam area, it was called combat fatigue. Mm -hmm. And when we came home, I'm talking about our predecessors, when they came home, they was looked at as they was nothing. When you tell us thank you for your service, I hope you do it with duty, honor, and respect. Because you do not know what that veteran is going through. And when we take off that uniform, the government says thank you, on to the next. So we have to take care of our own now. And that is why I'm here, and that is why your question is so important, and that's why I hope everybody in this room will come together for a common cause to help the bigger picture, which is to help those freedom fighters that gave us our freedom today. I just want to add one more. I just wanted to add one more, one more thing uh, in your arsenal of, of being able to interact and to get on a level playing field with, with any other veteran that you're talking to. Uh, asking what they are medicating with. Yeah. 
Definitely. Because every veteran is medicating with something. Definitely. You know, and unfortunately, alcohol is the number one yes. thing that the government has pushed on every veteran and said, here you go. If that don't work, here's another one. Yeah. Yep. If that don't work, here's another one. You've heard of the experiments. They're still experimenting on all of you, all of us. Um, but like I said before, the key is look into the, don't look at the law, look into the law. Understand where this came from so you can understand where you need to go now. One of the things you can do is even if you identify with or you have or are or know or love a vet, understand that in the Me Too movement as well right mm. now, there is a huge population of women who are finally giving voice to things because in my generation and older, Amen. we did not talk of such things. Mm. Our children, you know, societally speaking, everyone has one level of PTSD. I firmly firmly yes, believe do. this. So if we can be engaged in conversations to at least on a state by state level say make sure PTSD is covered as a predisposed condition, make sure you speak to your clinician and say I feel that my anxiety, depression, dysregulation, all that, these are just symptoms and expressions of an underlying issue mm -hmm. that we have. We have a commonality. We have a shared symptomology. Definitely. And if we can move the conversation forward with this, we are serving each other beautifully through this plant. Yes. Thank you very much. Yes, sir. Uh, I'd like to add to this uh, one other thing. We, we got veterans up here. My father was an L.A. policeman for 25 years. Uh, 11 confirmed kills, uh, was in the riots, was one of the high-profile cops. PTSD to this day. We got firemen, same thing. We got, so to, to back up your point, it's everybody has some form, and we are all united. We are not separate. We are all united in one thing. Yes. So, please, your, your, your question, please, sir. Uh, I've heard a few people today mention uh, certificates of authenticity. Mm. Mm -hmm. And I'm curious who gives those out and what kind of standards there are for that. Mm. Good question. Ooh, I like that question. <laughs> okay, so that should come from your manufacturer. If you are looking to launch a CBD company, for example, you would get that COA from the manufacturer. And what that's going to do is give you transparency. You know exactly what's in the product, the cannabinoids that's within the product. It's very important, especially if you are launching a CBD company, again, to know about the farm and its practices. So that certificate should be given to you with no problem. And if they do have a problem, then you want to run. Run. Yeah, don't walk. Yeah. <laughs> so right. Def definitely. And, and unfortunately, well, just within the state of California, is all I can speak with, yeah. uh, there's so much discrepancy from lab to lab. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, how, if I wanted to circumvent and get the right uh, COA, mm -hmm. uh, I could go to a couple different labs until I found the right thing, you know, the right printout. So unfortunately, since there is no standard yet, yes. you need to go ahead very dil diligent, you know, and if you're launching a brand, test it yourself. Yes. Test it from oh, one to the yeah. other. Don't just take the, that, that paper that you're getting as, as gospel. And right. take it to several labs to get it tested because right. you may get several different results. You will there are some it. companies that do right. Because there's a lack of consistency yeah, right, right now in the industry. Standard. Right now, right now um, there's a lot of online CBD companies. Oh, my stuff is the greatest, 100% pure. It's just colored oil. <laughs> right, colored oil. So you have to be leery about that. The mm -hmm. second thing again, and I'm going to keep saying it, you got to go back to the law. Mm -hmm. Right now, the the um, those that are in power in terms of this industry, they have monopolized it now <gasps> in so many forms that 
there's so much misinformation about what's going on with marijuana, cannabis, mm. and hemp. Mm. Hemp is the only way to fly. All the others, they have a lot of issues that's going to surmount. As we see in the Trump administration, Sessions is on his way out. Somebody's on their way in. At the same point in time, they're trying to figure out how they're going to control it. How they're going to figure out to make money off it and keep the little guys out. Yes. Right now, you're the little guys. But if yes. you look at this room, you're a corporation right in this room. And you can do some big things by just going out and finding out the information mm -hmm. so you can get the right uh, you know, uh, knowledge. I definitely agree with knowing um, the laws because they change daily. Just like um, as of the early part of July, you cannot manufacture hemp CBD in the state of California. Right. So if people are doing that, it's that illegal. is illegal. So right. a lot of people are in a very bad place right now right. because things change regularly. The yeah. first step, if, if you're interested in getting into this business, is get a lawyer. That's the first step. <laughs> yeah. Cannabis yeah. attorney. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, time. Any other questions? Okay, I've just been given the two-minute mark. Any, any quick last questions? Yes, ma'am. Hello. Hello. Hi. Um, I'm thinking about treatment and how some herbs may have um, negative interactions with some medications or conditions. Is there any circumstance where uh, that CBD or THC would have a, a, a negative interaction? Well, the first step is to talk to your medical practitioner. I always advise that, first and foremost. Two, as it relates to CBD, in my experience with helping tens of thousands of patients, CBD tends to enhance the, uh, the medicines that you're already taking. So usually I suggest that people would take their pharmaceutical drugs maybe a couple hours prior to taking their CBD. Um, because what it's going to do is en enhance the effectiveness of that. So oftentimes you see people taking less of their pharmaceutical drugs and more of the CBD. When I was attached to or, uh, one of the managers for a dispensary, it was attached to a pain management clinic. And the doctors would send me patients all day long because they could not take their opiate drugs anymore. And they needed something more natural. And that's where the CBD and the THC came into place. I will say also, if it's all right, with permission, um, one of the things that I'm mindful of as a holistic practitioner and when I work with people that are coming off of or taking multiple levels and saying, is this okay, is this okay, uh, you have to feel intuitively into what your own body is saying. You should do muscle testing, and I'm happy to teach anyone how to do that. A little bit, actually, that's what he did with this mm -hmm. as well. Um, also, be mindful Thank of things you. like Kratom. Kratom is a misconception. I do want to put this out there. There's a lot of misinformation about that. Kratom is a natural herb. It's imported. However, there's no safety. It often has mold. Mm. It actually has the same withdrawal symptoms as opiates. It is not okay to be transitioning, in my humble opinion, and over the thousands of people. Please don't do that one. Um, you know, we, we talk about cannabinoids have no known side effects and they have no contraindications, which makes it such a viable option as you're weaning off and working with your healthcare practitioners. But just be mindful and don't just trust even kava kava. Uh, certain herbs do have contraindications. Just because it's a plant doesn't mean it's a safe plant, depending on what other pharmacological approaches you're taking. Mm. So just work carefully. Get, a new, get an integrative medical practitioner. Get a naturopath. Work on your diet. Work on your spiritual being. 
It's yeah. all of that. That's yeah. right. It's the CBD is only one part of the wheelhouse. I had a patient before uh, would come to the dispensary. She said, "Nothing, nothing is working for me." And I said, "Are you meditating? Are mm. you?" breathing because the CBD it's not an end all can't fix everything can't fix your credit okay the thing <laughs> okay this is only one part of the wheelhouse you have to make sure that all these other things are are equally um, that you're working on those things as well yeah. one other thing to add to that remember that this because somebody because PTSD and, and you're also looking for the bear we see a high amount of what we call hormone deficiency syndrome especially in women yeah. And in men, so we're seeing low testosterone because what happens is you use up your adrenaline, you use all, well, it's still running, you're still running, so you gotta get it fuel from somewhere. And the last bastion in males is the testosterone. We're seeing a lot of soldiers come back that under 25 that have low testosterone, 60, 70% low testosterone. And this, is, and this happens in females as well. So it really, it, it, the whole gambit, look at the body as a whole, there is no such thing as a silver bullet. And, and again, like everybody said here, do your research. Mm -hmm. We have not, I've been very lucky, and we, our people are on a whole plethora of stuff, um, the cocktails. We have not had any problems with it. Mm -hmm. Where I've seen issues is treating specific, like epilepsy or something, along, certain drugs and those types of things that is way out of my wheelhouse. So again, do your homework, and, and, and she said, Dr. B said, Talk to your physician. And if he doesn't know, find one that will. They're out there. And you know more than you, you know more. find out more than they do. Right. Yeah, just listen to your body. Yes. Like, yes. really yes. Check, check with yourself. Yeah. Okay, yes. as we're wrapping up here, I've, I've got the big signal to go. I'd like everybody to uh, give how you, they can get a hold of you, ask uh, any questions. Well, right now my website is on the reconstruction, but you can take down my number. If you want to do um, some work with us in the community, especially for those veterans who may not even have this access the way you guys do, my number is 424-261-4487. The website is veteranshealthsolutions.org. Um, and any information that you need from me, I'm, I'm, I'm open and I'm transparent to give that to you. And I look forward to working with all of you if that's the case. Are you on LinkedIn? Yes, I am. Dr. B? I have business cards, so I'm, I'm going to pass them out. And and you can find me at jasoncantor.com or humbledoil.com, or you can find me on LinkedIn. Yeah, I'm on social everywhere at the one Shira Adler, T-H-E, the number one, because there's another Shira Adler in New York, and she refused to give me the Twitter that she never used. So <laughs> that, uh, shiraadler.com. Um, yeah. Yes, I do have the book. There is a book signing tomorrow here at 10 a.m., so I'd love to chat with everybody more. And uh, shirasynergy.com for yeah. my company. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. Yeah.